I now have the opportunity to read for you the Word of the Lord, and um, I'm actually going to add another short reading to it. So I will begin with that short reading out of the Gospel of John. That will be the first chapter, the first uh, five verses. Then in the message, maybe I'll read that. Okay? I said maybe I'll read that. Um, yeah, you know, that's the way I roll. So let's listen to and for the word of the Lord in the Gospel of John, as John tells us in a very perhaps theological or philosophical way, the story that we read last night in the Gospel of Luke that told us about the birth of Jesus. But now John is going to tell us about the birth of Jesus in a very different and metaphorical way that's not the story itself, but it is the story from God's perspective. Listen to and for the Word of the Lord. In the beginning was the Word, and that Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God, and God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. The Word of the Lord. I have been sharing in the last six, six weeks, or I don't know how long, since we began in Advent, and we chose the topic of what child is this? As we went through the season, the four or five weeks of, of Christmas, we were asking ourselves the question, what child is this? And we realized that this child is not a common child, that this child is a child of oddness. But that oddness of this child basically leads to some awesomeness about this child. A child who was uh, uh, one of many born on that day, came to this world. We, we are told he was sent by God. At least the shepherds were told that, and they told us. So this child was sent by God, and he grew in grace, and he grew in favor with God, as we are told in the books that we consider our scriptures. And he, he said many weird things, many odd things. Like, love your enemy, huh? Forgive your enemy. Forgive one another. Odd things like, love one another. And he said these things that were so odd, and so to some people they may use the word revolutionary, that it cost him his life. Because the things that he was saying and the things that he was doing he was not supposed to do or say. See, the things that he was saying about himself and the things that he was doing, they were considered to be of Beelzebub or the devil, but not of God. They thought he was Elijah. They thought he was all sorts of things except Emmanuel, God with us. So God sends this child. When does God send this child? Paul reminds us that it is in the appointed time, in the precise time, God sent God's Son 
to be born under the law. And we've been talking about peace and joy and love, those banners that are in our table. And, and we discover that these things are not ours. When, when God sends Jesus and, and, and Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am peace, it's not peace like you and I can make peace. It is the peace of God, which is not our kind of peace. When Jesus offers to each one of us joy, it is not the kind of joy that you and I can muster with our little pleasures and things that we do, but rather it is the joy of the Lord. When, when even the, uh, Jesus offers us, what's the other one here? Hope. No, let me deal with peace. Did I deal with peace? No, we love. It is not the way we think about love, which is very selfish and unilaterally directed. It is the love that gives, the love that suffers, the love that surrenders. For God so loved that He gave. So when we talk about peace, it's not the peace, our peace, it's not God's, it's God's peace. It's not our joy, it's God's joy. It is not our love, but God's. And then the hope. Because God is so good and God's promise to give us goodness in the love, in the peace, in the joy, then we can hang on to hope, right? We can confidently and surely believe and be rest, rested that God is good to us. So this morning, I want to share very briefly about welcoming the light. Welcoming the light is basically receiving Jesus, is accepting the ways of God. But welcoming the light is to embrace, to accept. When we welcome somebody, we embrace them. At least Puerto Ricans do. I don't know about you guys. We touch a lot properly. You see? So we embrace, we accept, we greet, we honor the person that we are welcoming. And we cherish that person. We invite that person even into our kitchen because that person has found favor with us. You see, Paul tells us that for God was in Christ reconciling, fixing the mess that we made. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to God's self, to Himself. Fixing the mess that we made, God fixed it for us. And we are also reminded, but in the right time, as I mentioned earlier. Hmm. So I wonder, is it us who are welcoming the light? Or is it the light who is welcoming us? Think about it. Is it you and me who are welcoming the light? Or was it the light? who opened the arms, who stopped the fight, who decided to forgive and love and welcome us into the household. Think about it. I am reminded that it is the light that has welcomed us when I read in Scripture that Christ, that love, that God loved us first. 
when I read in the Old Testament the prophecies of how God was promising the Messiah, how God was delighting Himself in sending the messages, sending them generation after generation, reminding them of God's love for them. I am reminded that maybe the light welcomed us. When I read that Jesus welcomed all sorts to His kingdom, I am reminded that the light really welcomed us. When I read that the angels announced the coming of the Lord to the least of all, the ones that weren't even supposed to be at temple because they were considered bad people, the shepherds. And yet the angels chose to give the message to the ones that were least to receive it. Huh. I wonder if the light is welcoming us. When I read of wise people following a star, I wonder if the light is enticing and inviting us. We are reminded in this season, we are really and truly reminded that Jesus invites us. It is not so much you welcoming the light. Oh, we talk about us welcoming the light. Every year we kind of welcome the light, but yet it is Jesus who came. It is Jesus who opened their arms. It is the God, the Father, the Spirit who speaks to you in your heart, in your spirit, and invites you to come. Look at the picture in the middle. That's an old icon from the Greek Orthodox Church. And in, in historical iconography, that is a picture of the Trinity. And if you look carefully, it has its arms open. Actually, if you look at the table, there's a space for you to join at the table. If you were to look carefully, there is a house on top of a hill, and the windows are open, the doors are open, kind of saying, come on, you're welcome. So is it that we receive and accept the light, or has the light actually accepted and received us? We are invited to explore. We are invited to grow and share God's peace because the light has welcomed us. We have been gifted with God's kind love because the light has loved us. We have been blessed and are invited to participate in God's joy because the joy of the Lord is our strength and guides us. And we have been given eternal, solid, and confident hope by God's promises. You see, the light welcomes us because ultimately we love because He first loved us. So, did we welcome the light or did the light welcome us? Let us pray. Dear God, we thank You for speaking to our hearts, for inviting us to come to Your presence, for inviting us to be part of Your family, for inviting each one of us to just be with You and hang in there until You come and sit a while with us. We pray this morning and we thank You for the great fellowship that we enjoyed in breakfast together. And we welcome, oh God, your presence in our lives. We actually did not receive you or welcomed you, but you welcomed us. You called us, you prepared us, and you welcomed us 
into your presence. In that same way, oh God, we pray for our sisters and brothers who are ill from our congregation. We pray for each family represented here. We pray for teachers. We pray for schools. We pray for the children this morning, oh Lord. Protect them. Bless them. But we thank you for that light that came, that became our life so that we can live with joy, so that we can live with your kind of love, so that we can live with your kind of peace and your kind of hope. And we thank you that he taught us to say together, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. That is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.